0: Welcome back from the boys here at Waxpack Lyrical, the only British sports card podcast you will ever find, the only sports card podcast you will ever need to listen to. Probably overselling ourselves a bit here, but we're all going stir crazy after about 12 weeks in lockdown. Right, episode 21, let's get this underway. What have we all been up to since we last got together two or three weeks ago, all blurs into one. Let's start with a man who's finally got out of his pyjamas, Mr. Dan Hewitt
1: yeah well the, 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 that first bit i got out of my pajamas which was nice got myself dressed for a day and um, that was a lovely feeling <laughs> uh card wise i'm breaks i just i don't know what it is i just don't seem to be able to <laughs> <laughs> you have to keep getting back on the horse don't you just keep a stick at it eventually uh, your luck will change Um i haven't really bought anything to be honest. I've mainly been breaking because I I do keep thinking my luck will change at some point, and it hasn't yet. Um, But I'll keep plugging away.
0: Ryan, you uh, been up to anything much card-wise?
2: Yeah, so um, at the moment, waiting for my uh, GISI box to arrive. I think it might be tomorrow or uh, Saturday, but um, yeah, so I did, I hit a domicel, full-size helmet, um, triple autograft um, by Steve. I then hit a Justin Hunter Exquisite, but I've already got it, so that'll be up for trade. And then I did a trade with um, Suckdeep Poonie, who's a, a great guy to trade with. He's generally a good guy all round. Um, that was for a Justin Jefferson. And I uh, got uh, Marota three-color patch, uh, Vince Young game-worn two-color patch, and uh, a couple of rookie uh, autos out of that deal. But top guy to deal with. So, little bits and pieces here and there.
0: Excellent stuff. Um, I don't think I've really bought anything on eBay. I'm still watching to try and complete my the Brian rainbow. only need two cards now. I need, uh, or three cards, this it's two one-on-ones. I need a crack twice out of seven. I've not seen any of those uh, appear at all. Uh Got it quiet there's no new football products being released. Well, there is one, but we're going to come back to that uh, shortly. Uh, keeping my powder dry. We all uh, are members of the big breaks team over here in the UK, where there's nine of us who all put money in each month and go in various breaks with Layton's, Mojo, and uh, Ultimate Box Breaks as well. Uh, at the end of the, the year, we all um, draft the cards, going in a snake draft order. We had our draft over. When did we start? Last, last Sunday, I think it was, four or five days ago. Um, you really need to be in the top two this year to get any value from, from what you put in. <laughs> Luckily enough, I came out second rather than last as I did last year. If there had been one less roll of the random dice, I'd have been last again. There might have been a steward's inquiry. I might have had to go to Scammers and see what was going on. <laughs> but, uh, but it all came out. Top two cards came out. First pick. Uh, was a Jimmy Garoppolo Is it 9.5 yeah. Rookie auto That was done uh, Second pick I took the Aaron Rodgers PSA 10 uh, Graded rookie card uh, There's one up tonight Which ends Five or six hours time from now Which is Thursday uh, Evening here UK uh, Current bid is about $275 So hope That's a little bit of an investment For uh, a couple of years Down the line I, I, yeah, had
2: it. It. I had it as my top card. Yeah. I, I know others didn't, but I did. I had it as the top value card.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, very nice, very nice thing to hit, uh, to draft. I think after the second round, everyone was kind of getting bored. I think by about round three or four, Dan and I just started picking numbers that meant something to us, <laughs> not even <laughs> knowing what the cards were. <laughs> so, it was like, oh, I what, what card set? Oh, it's a Mike Glennon triple threads patch. One single colour napkin, <laughs> delightful. But anyway, if anyone's interested in Mike Glennon, I have a, a two dollar card here which you can have for fifteen dollars. Economy and that, pandemic times, as they say. So, but yeah, no, everything's quite quiet on the car front at the moment. So, right, let's move on to news. First item we've got is uh, Panini seem to be uh, having the wheels turning, Ryan. What can you tell us?
2: Yeah, so production started work again um, at the Panini's factory. I mean, obviously, the car producers, they produce cards for a number of different companies, but uh, mainly Panini. Um, So we're we're rocking and rolling again. Um, Obviously, we've uh, got Chronicles, which we'll talk about a little bit later on in the show. Um, Dutch auction today for Panini contenders draft picks um i looked to have a quick look on twitter earlier i think i saw one of the last boxes go for around 350 dollars a box so i'll talk to you see what you think about that in a minute obviously luminance uh release uh they've done a, a sell sheet release on luminance which will return um at the moment scheduled for the 15th of july and um We've got SCORE has been delayed again and again and again, but we're expecting that on the 5th of June. Um, uh, burn it, burn it, burn it. <laughs> um, uh, considering where card box prices are at the moment, and we know that SCORE did originally have RRP last year of $90, uh, uh, but then was are suddenly, some, what, 140 150 Where do we think the price will be of SCORE this year? It has to be at those same
1: figures. It has to be selling for $150. You can't be asking $200 for a box of score. You just can't. <coughs> you can ask it. You have to pay well, you it, can ask you. it, but you, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, you, can yeah. Ask, you can ask what
0: you want, I suppose.
1: But like you know, surely not. It can't be selling at $200, Mark.
0: If anyone does buy a box of score at $200, I've got some, uh, some items at home here I could probably interest you in that... <laughs> it must be some sort of mug so yeah I, I don't have any of our wax lyrical mugs left uh, we are going to go for a rebrand in the near future so there will be a second run so the, the ones currently in circulation are collector's items Ryan has two uh, Dan's not quite ha- very happy about this because he only has one <clears throat> uh, I think I've got one in my cupboard here at home and I believe I've got one at work so yeah I've got two as well So, but anyway back to the the matter in hand with uh, playing the up and running again <sighs> 350 for contenders draft picks I'm pretty sure I was in the states this time last year in fact I know I was because I get my facebook alert saying uh, a year ago today you were doing this and it's like well now I'm not even allowed to leave the house because everywhere's shut other than just to go to work and go home so rub it in uh, I know I bought contenders draft picks from local card store out there. I think I got that from uh, DJs, I think it was about $170 a box for draft picks, so that's doubled in a year, and looking at the sell sheet or the checklist that came out yesterday, the day before, doesn't seem to be that many autographs in there. Maybe they didn't list all the the non-star players as such, hopefully that is the case, but do we think there is a possibility that because of the pandemic, and no one uh, every state being under lockdown, no one be able to get out, that Panini are going to have lots and lots of redemptions in there now because people simply haven't got the cards back to them? Or do we think they were all uh, ready to go before the press is shut down in Texas? Just to touch on it, were these, were these actual
1: um, contenders draft picks or were these first off the line? Yeah, it was first off the line.
0: Yeah. But, but that's still a lot of money because the contenders first off the line proper NFL one that me and Dan were watching last year that went for $200 in the end, didn't it?
1: Got, the yeah, right
0: that down out and it? got right down to the lowest price, yeah. Bottomed out. And now that's selling for probably up to four times that. So that investment we should have made, we should yes. have made.
1: <laughs> <laughs> want to nearly pulled the trigger on it by the time I yeah. talked myself into it, I missed it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was, I was sitting there looking at adding two boxes and thinking, shall I, now? Night? Shalt- I? I don't know. By the time I get it over here, it's going to be another couple of months. Time i get it shipped over from my mailbox and whatever but we always say it but we never have to it. sealed wax is the investment especially these days so,
2: so anyway. they're already i've seen one already <clears throat> online for 644 dollars
0: is that is that bids in progress or is that buy it now
2: no that's a buy it now uh yeah 600 695 525 let me just have a quick butcher. at it, just for just for a laugh. Uh, yeah, so they're they're up for five hundred and twenty-five. Yeah, that's six hundred. Wow. People went for him. Crazy, no?
1: But then we don't know what. Maybe me not doing much in, in the hobby next year if uh, if that's what the prices are
2: going for.
1: Jesus.
0: Like i said before to you guys, and we said on the show here godsend for me as a Seahawks fan, we've drafted defensive players and offensive linemen and uh, and such like, so the price of the Seahawks in box breaks uh, come the forthcoming season is going to be somewhere close to rock bottom thankfully, so it won't really affect me, but it'll probably still be the price I'm almost paying this year for uh, getting breaks because DK's in there the way that the box prices are going but yeah, we'll we'll move on to prices a bit later on, we've got a bit of a a pandemic price quiz I've put together uh, for the girls here they're going to have a, have a go at guessing prices of various items. Uh, a bit like uh, <laughs> Bruce's play your cards right, higher and lower we're going to play. Might have a whack the tuxedo on and uh, get a couple of dollies to do their dealing. In fact, we've got a, a very special dolly for the, for the tiebreaker, but unfortunately, she would have to remain faceless and nameless at this present moment. But uh, a few people will, will be aware if they listen. Uh, Mr. Chris Guy will be aware because he, he guessed the wrong numbers earlier. So, uh, yeah, all good. But anyway, let's move away from the debauchery of our offline chats. and well, Let's move back on to the second item. Uh, Dan, what can you tell us about uh, professional sports returning in the not-too-distant future?
1: Yeah, so uh, all the rumblings that are, that are coming out amongst... Certainly, this is this is stateside rather than uh, rather than over here, if anybody was interested in our football. Um, but the rumblings coming out in America are that um, it's looking likely an early... Uh, beginning of June start to sport again. So um, I'm not sure what we'll do in terms of basketball and ice hockey in terms of whether we'll get a, a mini sort of pre-season um, baseball go back into another another sort of spring training and then play out half a season from there. But it, it looks like June the 1st was being touted as a date when we'll finally start seeing some live sport, which I don't know about you guys, but I'm absolutely over the moon about
0: are you saying you've not been watching the uh, the Bundesliga and NASCAR because that's all that has been available at the moment?
1: I've I've watched a lot of NASCAR. I've watched a lot of Bundesliga when it was on last weekend. I have also been watching a lot of Korean and Taiwanese baseball.
0: What's the uh, what's the standard of, of those leagues? Absolutely baseball. shocking. <clears throat> so I mean,
1: to be fair, if you watch it and if you watch MLB, you'll think they're rubbish. Um, but if you if you watch it, it is like a, it's professional, if you know what I mean. It's a it's a professional standard league. Um, but if you were to rank, have a sort of league standard ranking, you've got the NLB at the top, obviously. Um, triple A minor league makes it above as the second ranked sort of strength. Um, and then you've got the Japanese league, which still hasn't started yet, that starts on the first of June. Um, so and they're both sort of way down there, you know what I mean. There's another. There's another level of minor league above, above where they'd be ranked. Like, but it's it's not that bad. Sport, isn't it? It's a a thing. We've had nothing else to watch, so it's kind of like, um, just it's something to put on into. And the Americans are clearly missing it that much that ESPN have picked up a live game every day. So when I used to watch it at work in the middle of the day, I could only watch it with Korean or Japanese commentary. Uh, but because there's no sport on in the States, ESPN have picked a game up every day. And we've got, we've got English commentary as well now. So, at least for one game every day. So, I it mean, just adds a little bit to it.
0: Excellent stuff. Ryan, what do you see uh, the future of. Well, the NFL is definitely going to come back because there's so much money involved and they're going to move head on earth to get that on. What do you see as our, our college football expert? Do you see that season running uh, to time or. or it's way more see? complicated. Um, It's very,
2: very complicated. I think there will be some campuses that will not open. There will be some campuses that will open. Um, The NCAA has backtracked and spun round, and it's now asked because it, it can't come up with a solution because at first it was saying there wouldn't be collegiate sport. Then they were saying there would be collegiate sport. And then some people are saying which sports would run this year. Some campuses are saying they will open up. Some campuses are saying no, we'll be a virtual campus for six months. So I'll be absolutely honest, I think that um I think it's gonna be really difficult. I think one of the things that was interesting is that there will be teams that are prepared for it and there'll be schools that are not. So um it could be quite interesting. There might be a few teams and schools that might be in the mixer in the top ten at the end of the season that people didn't expect. But um, overall, it's quite a movable feast at the moment. I don't think there's clarity um, within the collegiate game. So I don't really, can't really predict what's going to happen.
0: No, but there has to be a season. Because otherwise, what are all the seniors going to do? How are they gonna, That's going to completely bugger up the draft next year. If people aren't even playing at all. How are people going to put draft boards together? Yeah, no, it, is,
2: it is. I mean, there was a really good um, discussion... Um, Yeah, a couple of uh, of this week or last week, um, Daniel Jeremiah, Bucky Brooks, their podcast, it's football, which is a great podcast. Um, They were talking about 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 how scouts are just going to have to completely, they're going to have to rely on old school scouts rather than these the the tech wizards of statisticians because the old guys know how to build their reports and they're not going to be able to do it the normal way because they won't be able to have the contacts, they're not going to be on campus, they're not going to be able to talk to people face to face. So the old school sort of way of of scouting is going to have to come in, and people just going to literally have to sit down and watch some tape but um I think it's yeah, i just think it's a little bit too early right now the the a lot of people have the s e c looks like it's quite prepared to open up, and other conferences are not so sure, so we'll see
0: excellent stuff uh let's move on to the third news item now, as we all suspected would be the case. The national this year has been uh postponed, Uh, what's supposed to be the last week of July, first week of August, myself and Dan, were going to be making the trip over to Atlantic City. Uh, As we say, it's been postponed because the Convention Centre in Atlantic City is currently being used as a field hospital uh, due to the coronavirus pandemic, postponed, but they tentatively, that was the exact word they used on the press release, rescheduled it for, I believe, it's the second or third week of, of December, running from Saturday to Wednesday. Uh, not great news for uh, people in the UK who who, who had booked it, Dan definitely can't go Um, if it is on, which I I personally can't see actually happening there's a chance I will but I I might just keep my my powder dry for for Chicago next year you've got the added problems possibly in December of it's a week before Christmas Uh, so a lot of people won't be making the trip because they've got like it's not summer vacation, the kids aren't holding over there so people don't have the time to do it also you've got bad weather as well, the prospect of bad weather, what if you've got snowstorms and minus degree temperatures and stuff like that, hardly going to be appealing at all, personally I feel that um, the National Committee are just doing this because they're, they're legally bound to try and reschedule it so Atlantic City doesn't seem to uh, appear that they've been screwed over and I don't think it's going to happen Guys, what do you think? Will it go ahead in December or not?
1: Not for me. Not for me. I mean, I'm looking at as, as we discussed. I'm back in. I'm heading, I've gone back into work, kind of thing, on and off. Um, I go back in the odd day. I work in an office which has got about three thousand people in it. It's an absolute nightmare in terms of. The things that we've had to do, the changes that we've had to make to the to the building. Um, obviously, there's the main set of stairs you go up. That now you've got to go up single file, of um, two meters apart. Usual stuff. There's the lifts, but you can only go in a lift one at a time. Um, it's just like the, the building's just completely not equipped for to have 3,000 people in it, if you know what I mean, while these these sort of restrictions are in place. And personally, I don't see these restrictions being lifted until we have a vaccine. In terms of the social distancing, if you know what I mean, the lockdown will get lifted, obviously, but I can't see the social distancing side of it being removed until we've got a vaccine, and I don't think we've got one of them by December, so I I just can't see it happening this year.
0: Ryan, what do you think?
2: Yeah, I think it will. If it does happen, it will be very, very different. Um, uh, it would probably have to be quite innovative. I think it it will literally maybe just be sort of like a, you know, that they do the commercial show. So they have the big breakers there, you know, <clears throat> distributors there, and it's kind of like you know they'll have big players there, and uh, but without sort of normal people like you and I, the plebs, that actually buy their cards and boxes. And you see them all in there, you know, laughing champagne and whatnot. It probably end up with something like that, but I don't think the general public will be probably that far. Will be that near it at all.
0: But there obviously is a lot more money in the hobby now. There appears to be the last six months. Whether that's because there's no, there's no live sports for people to bet on, so that the money that the big gamblers were putting in, they're putting into breaks now, and they're seen as an investment. Twenty five percent yeah 25% money...
2: was reading it today 25% increase reported well between seen 25 30% increase reported by by the top breakers by the top online breakers since april
0: there we go so the money's come from somewhere a lot of people are getting in the states are getting the uh, the stimulus checks they all get was it $1200 from the government just for for being alive <laughs> that's what you're getting and a lot of people are on like the, the, uh, the groups on Facebook that I'm a member of, the Seahawks groups and a few other, are saying, stimulus check arrived today. Show me cards up to $700, please. <laughs> so people aren't using it to support themselves and, and make their life easier during the pandemic. They're trying to invest it in sports cards, which, let's be honest, we, all three of us probably would do as well if we got that check <laughs> up, so. <laughs> so we can't yeah, stay all But exactly. So, yeah. So <clears throat> anyway, so it looks like the National probably won't happen this year. Next year it's back in Chicago, where uh, it was last year. Where I had a great time. Uh, I'm definitely penciled in for that one. Hopefully uh, Dan will, and
1: uh, I a, I'm a definite if it's in Chicago next year, mate.
0: Dan is, and uh, we'll see if we can smuggle mine into one of our suitcases because he's only small. So uh, just tell the wife he's going to get a pint of milk and return back in nine days' time, and all will be well. Right, we've moved away from product reviews as such here, but um, seeing as nothing has come out in the last couple of months, there's only one product released, so we thought we'd have a little chat about it. That's the uh, new Chronicles, 2019 Chronicles. Uh, Ryan, what can you tell us about Chronicles, mate?
2: Well, Chronicles basically is a a product that brings together some of our most famous, uh, uh, favourite products um, over the years into one box, including things like score, uh, gala, um, they, what else they got in there. They got, um, of course, crown Royale. Um, so bringing all that to stuff together, uh, uh, not, not necessarily the Panini bit, uh, Panini crap cards, but, um, but they brought them together into one box. Um, it's sort of really to chase at the end of the season. Um, But the big thing for me always was, was bringing back Gala Rookies. Gala Rookies, number eight, were a huge, huge, huge chase. Um, And as I said before, um, Ezekiel Elliott, 2016 Gala Rookie, easily, easily make you $400. Um, So you can imagine what some of the top QBs from last year will be looking at in terms of price. Obviously, it's released now. Um, It's out there. I think it was... Supposed to be one hundred and twenty dollars when it released, but I have no idea what they're selling for these days.
1: I've seen them at two hundred and two hundred and fifty odd dollars a box. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me.
0: Very strange. Are you are you a, a fan of Chronicles?
2: <clears throat> I am actually. Uh, in some part, I think that again, I, t- I t- talked about this a lot. Although last go linked of offline, it's about price. Um. I think for $150 a box, you know, it's fair, fair good, fair value. Um, but when we start getting up to 200, it's just not. But I think the problem is, is that the the really, really nice cards, which I think are the probably the die cut auto crown royales. There's not that many of, that's a real chase. Um, and then the galas, which is a, like, you know, it's not even a case here. It's, 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 it's so limited, but I do think it's it, if I it think it's a nice, a, a nice product, I suppose, to 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 for people like you know mixers and things like that in breaks because there's quite a lot of variety in it. Um, but I was just more excited about having Crown Royale back and and uh, and Gala, <laughs> to be honest, more than anything.
0: I must say I've never been a Crown Royale fan. I just just don't like the cards that as we said before probably episode two or three way back in the day when we we're all young and good looking uh crown Royale, the, the stock it's printed on it's just too thin for me if they print it on a thicker stock i'd probably like it it just feels so delicate in your hands to me but that's my own personal opinion dan do you like chronicles
1: <laughs> i've been on a bit of a roller coaster ride with chronicles to be honest when it first came out i thought oh, that's that's quite a novel idea and then and then i went the opposite way and was like no nah, that's not for me um and then david tyree's got an auto in there i found out and i was like oh brilliant that's an auto i haven't got because he's got very very few and then i found one of his autos and he's just signed it dt um and now I've, I've gone back <laughs> probably a little bit the other way i think it's a, it's a novel idea it's a novel idea and, and a lot of the products in there i, I think they've chosen the products quite well um you know there's stuff like Crown Royale, and they've done Crown Royale properly in that they they did the die cut crown. Whereas the latest, the, I think the very last Crown Royale we ever got, the, the the base cards have become proper proper square base cards, which is just like crap. That wasn't the point. The point was that they were die cut and had the and had the crown on, and that's and that's what they've uh, that's what they've gone back to in this set, which is nice. um The Vertex cards are lovely in there although as somebody on a video i watched somebody pointed out that they, they've put them on a thinner stock so they were quite thick as a, as base cards go but they're on they're on quite a thin stock now um so i'm not sure about that but then they've added the sort of the legends in on signature series as well i think that's a nice uh i think that's a nice touch so to, to that's a that's a real throwback into that when did that come out 20 20- is it 2015, 2016, something like that. Signature, we yeah, I got signature series. Yeah. 2016, um, the last one. Yeah. I think, think so. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I, I, think that's that's a nice touch for it. It's a it's a nice enough product, but like like Ryan said, it's, you know, fetching 250 a box. I just don't see. I just don't see the return on your investment at all. Other than it in a Carver or a Daniel Jones or whatever, but you know, you're always going to get that, aren't you?
0: But they are also uh, bringing out uh, Collegiate Chronicles. We believe is that something that's going to uh, whet your appetite, Ryan?
2: Yeah, big time. <clears throat> I'm admit it, big time. Um, I think Chronicles' 2019 release was just a little, you know, a little warmer, a little warm up. And then they bring out Chronicles uh, Collegiate. Chronicles Collegiate is going to have 20 different brands in it. Um, we're talking about select Collegiate select cards. Uh, rated rookies, Spectra. Um, yeah, I, I'm I'm up for this big time. Um, to be able to have that kind of product in with a collegiate sp- uh, spin on it, downtown cards. Remember the Donruss downtown inserts. They're going to be in there uh, in a collegiate base. Yeah, I'm ready for this. I'm quite excited actually. Um, I, I love select, and I'd really like to have a crack at some downtown collegiate.
0: Have they got a release date for the collegiate version?
2: Um, good question. Thanks for asking it. I have no idea. <laughs> uh, it, was I supposed, it was supposed to be the end of next month, but I'm not quite sure if that's that's correct or not. I think it was supposed to be the 24th of June, but I don't. I, I can't see it coming out then. But, um, but yeah, we'll see.
0: Which it will be a, a more of a, a fun product, especially like all the new. It's all going to be rookies and stuff, really. That, that's coming out and. But it's going to be a bit of a bug for breakers because all these players, unless you're in the top 15, 20, there's going to be a lot of tapping of the keyboards as they try to work out which team (laughs) cards are going to, which means breaks are going to go on for a long, long, long time. So, but anyway, right. Excuse me. Looks like the Rona's finally caught up with me, so all good. Right. Move on now to the pandemic prize-winning quiz. As we mentioned earlier, I'll explain again for the two contestants, Mr. Daniel Hewitt representing Slough and Mr. Ryan Slaughter representing the Garden of England, Kent. I will be asking these gentlemen to name the price of a card or a product. Well, it is all cards, actually, so there's no point in going any further than that. (laughs) just tried to throw them off the scent earlier. I'm just stalling while I get another piece of paper out because this one's completely full. Hold on sound you're about to hear is me opening the envelope that I've written the back of the quiz on because inside here is another piece of paper which I'll be using as my answer sheet there we go thank you very much right makes a very good podcast and that does doesn't it anyway right gentlemen there are going to be eight questions I will ask one of you to name a price for a card These cards have all sold within the last six weeks during the coronavirus pandemic. Once the first person has laid their guess on the table, the other contestant will say higher or lower than that. And if they get it right, they get a point. If they get it wrong, then obviously the opposite person will get a point. That sounds very complicated, but we are speaking to people from Stoke that only wear pyjamas six days a week, so... Right, then. Let us begin. Begin. Let us begin. It's it's hot in this bedroom. I've not got the air conditioning unit on, so I'm trying to make this as professional as we can be. Right, let's start with the first card. We're going to send this to Dan today in the price, and Ryan can tell us if it's higher or lower. Okay. Within the last six weeks, Patrick Mahomes, contenders rookie, PSA 10 auto, not numbered. What do we think price of this was. Wow. Patch non Mahomes, num, not numbered, just a regulation contenders rookie auto PSA 10. It's <sighs> $1,600. $1,600. Okay, these prices are all in dollars as we go, guys. So there we go. Ryan, $1,600 is the bid. 16. Do you think it's higher or lower?
2: So as you say, PSA 10. PSA, PSA 10.
0: Yeah, $1,600. No, that's higher. Okay. The actual price was $17,600. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, so Dan was only $16,000 out. <laughs> so pretty close. If you want to value your one one collection, Dan, I'll be quite happy to look at them. You're going to. Yeah. That <laughs> right, let's move on to number two. Uh, Ryan can name the price on this one. We have a 2018 Lamar Jackson rookie. Uh, contenders again, 20th anniversary auto, numbered four out of 10. And that's graded again PSA 10. That's 2018 Lamar Jackson contenders, 20th anniversary auto. Numbered four out of ten, rated PSA 10. What did that seem for?
2: It's gonna be, it's gonna be a lot. Uh, I'm gonna go seven and a half K. So, seven thousand five
0: hundred dollars is Ryan's guess, Mr. Hewitt, higher or lower? After our last
1: example, and the fact that this is numbered to 10. I'm purely using those two things to go higher.
0: The actual selling price, it was at an auction, and the auction ended at $8,207. So Dan levels it up at one apiece. <clears throat> right, third one. Let's go with uh, Ryan again on this one. Another another rookie quarterback, auto. 2017 National Treasures. RPA, genuine one-of-one, PSA 10, Mitchell Trubisky. So that's genuine one-of-one, RPA, nice-looking patch as well. National Treasures, Mitchell Trubisky, PSA 10. How much did this sell for Uh, about three weeks ago? Ryan, name that. National National Treasures. treasures. Yeah, PSA 10. Did you say one-of-one? One-of-one, yeah. He's
2: gone out the window, hasn't he, Tribbits? Everyone's anyway, just dumping his cards onto the market. It's well funny. It's particularly in the group; it's hilarious. <laughs> you keep Mitchell with juicy cards every every day. They were just dumping them. Um, I'm just gonna go steady, even grand.
0: Okay, Dan, do you think higher or lower from there?
2: I'm gonna go. Oh, damn! I don't
1: know. Bro. It's the PSA ten. Um, it doesn't make a difference for me as a 1-on-1 collector but then it does make a difference if you know what I mean Um, I don't really care it's a 1-on-1 so it doesn't matter if the corners are battered or whatever it's you want it or you don't Uh, I'm going to go lower lower
0: Lower. the actual selling price for the Mitchell Trubisky 2017 National Treasures true one of one RPA PSA 10 sold for $750. Point to Dan. I'll be intrigued to know what that sold for originally. I might look that up tomorrow at work. If I get time, obviously, because I'm very busy at work these days. But anyway. (laughs) So Dan now leads by two to one. Uh, We'll let Dan go with this next one. Because we've just deviated away from football. This is a basketball card. (laughs) Ryan's sitting there dreading this already okay <laughs> right fourth card jar morant crown royale one of one rpa this is raw ungraded that's a jar morant crown royale one of one rpa uh nice uh it's a le- letter patch as well genuine one of one raw ungraded obviously it's from this year's nba uh, collection because the guy's a rookie Dan, how much has that card sold for a couple of weeks ago? Uh,
1: 22 and a half grand.
0: $22,000. Yeah. Ryan, higher or lower than $22,000 for a one-of-one, one raw, ungraded, Jarmorant RPA.
2: Right, I've never heard of this fella. Right, so he, he's not in the top echelons of...
0: I believe he's he's like the second name behind Zion in this class, isn't he, Ben?
2: Yes, he is. Yeah, he's. Uh, he, he, uh,
1: it's a bit like Daniel Jones is to Carla money. Okay. <laughs>
0: he's literally he's lower. The, he's literally he's the second end of the, end of I know you, you don't
1: like Daniel Jones. Lower. Because, you know, he's... <laughs> lower. Ryan
0: not, right. He's a known name. Compare
1: okay. to Daniel Jones. Dan, lower.
0: your guess was your guess was
1: what? 22 and a half grand. Lower.
0: Ryan's gone lower. Oh. So close, Dan. Not really. It was $13,679. So half what you, you priced it at. So uh I don't think your future career as, as a Beckett value is gonna really come to fruition anytime soon. Two two, we've about that. Right. Let's go on to let's go back to football again for this question. So let's let Ryan go of this one. Joe Montana. Uh, 1981 rookie PSA 10. How much has that card sold for uh, two weeks ago in an auction? If you remember, it's, it's the same card that we hit in the big break yeah, last year, we which we thought trimmed. was worth a fair bit, but it out was trimmed. it was trimmed. It was trimmed and we were scammed. We thought that card would be worth a little bit of money back then, didn't we? But we didn't really throw a price on it. One of the genuine untrimmed has been sold. Well, about three have been sold in the last couple of weeks. But this is the one I picked out. How much has this sold for? At, it was an auction, so it wasn't a, a bite now. This has gone to auction and it's sold. Then the price range. Uh,
2: I looked at these back when we pulled that card. Uh eleven grand.
0: Eleven thousand. Mm-hmm. Dan, what do you think, mate? Higher or lower than $11,000 for the 1981 Joe Montana Rookie PSA 10. What are you saying? It upsets me that this is going to be lower.
1: Lower Based on on the players we've talked about and the amount of money we've seen splashed about, it upsets me, but I think Joe Montana will be lower than that.
0: The actual (laughs) amount that the Joe Montana PSA 10 1981 Rookie card sold for in an auction, not a buy it now was $15,610. So, yeah, it was a right. shame that wasn't a general one last year, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. right, then. Dan can go first on this one because we're moving across to baseball. <clears throat> right, Dan. Julio Rodriguez, who is the Seattle Mariners' premier prospect. Julio Rodriguez... 2019 Bowman Chrome Red Shimmer Autograph, BGS 9.5, and I'll add here that the Red Shimmers are out of five. So Dan knows his baseball. So Julio Rodriguez, who's the the big hope for the Seattle Mariners franchise, along with Kelenic. 2019 Bowman Chrome Red Shimmer Auto uh, Graded BGS 9.5, and the Red Shimmers are out of five This guy is probably Two or three years Away from the major leagues How much has that card Sold for in the last Two weeks This This
1: will be A scary Scary number I've been uh, I've been following The uh, the baseball the, 20, the 2019 cards The prospects And what have you um, There's a player Playing for the Yankees um, Who's got his first card out His paper Bowman So not a Bowman Chrome Just Just Paper like the, the proper base card, um, not numbered is selling for $200 a card because is it's is his first is card. Is Un, is ungraded, is... Yeah, 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 yeah. Jason Dominguez, yeah. Um, I mean, also number to five, nine and a half. Blimey, but he
0: plays, but <sighs> Rodriguez and Mariners. Dominguez is a Yankee, and, and that. Yes,
1: I mean cool. the the, Yan- the Yankee plays into it, but uh, the, the the prices have been it hasn't just been about Yankees. I mean, Blue Jays cards have been through the roof the past couple of seasons. Um, uh, I'll go for four and a half thousand dollars.
0: Four thousand five hundred dollars. Ryan, as a non baseball expert. Sorry, I
2: switched off. Right, so what? <laughs> <laughs> How Seattle much did, Maris, how much 1, did Dan percent. say? How much did Dan say?
0: Dan said four and a half? Yeah, four and a half. $4,500. Four and, and, half. $4, four and, and half or a half for
2: a red shimmer 9.5?
0: Yeah.
2: Of a player that is, like you say, going to hit it big time. That people well, are going to prospect on. No, no chance. I'm going. It's, it's higher. I could probably give you a figure I'd go for, but uh, it's higher.
0: Okay, what figure would you go for?
2: I would say it was closer to 7 8 than it would be double what Dan says.
0: Okay. <laughs> the actual price of this Julio Rodriguez Red Shimmer autograph out of five BGS 9.5 sold for 6,827. <sighs> Yet again, Dan is miles out. Ah, miles out. He said double what I said. If you're both as far away
1: from each other. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Right then, we've got two cards to go. Ryan is leading by four to two. Let's see if uh, Dan can even it up and live to fight another day in the the playoff next episode. Right then, let us go with... uh, Okay. Prism draft picks from this year. Product came out April, did it? Just before the draft. Joe Burrow. Prism Draft Picks numbered 2 out of 5 Gold Vinyl Auto that's the Joe Burrow Prism Draft Picks uh, Gold Vinyl Auto numbered 2 out of 5 let's uh, let Ryan set the price on this one
2: well I know that some of his stuff is going pretty nutty um, ok it's, I'm going to go
0: obviously this is raw ungraded So
2: yeah three grand
0: three thousand dollars dan you're going higher or lower than three thousand dollars for joe burrow the cincinnati bengals number one draft pick prism draft number two out of five gold vinyl auto higher higher the actual price this card sold for was nine thousand nine hundred and ninety nine dollars Offer, oh, accepted. Offer accepted. Offer no. accepted. <laughs> Neither of you boys are going to be working at Beckett, so let's...
2: No. I, I, <laughs> no. Are, who are these people?
0: <laughs> right. It's four Jesus to three, Christ. All to play for. One final card. And Dan here is going to name the price on this one. Right. Prism draft picks again. 2019 one of one black cracked ice auto raw player is Joe Burrow again. The one of one black cracked ice auto. How much did that card sell for Dan here? 12,000. Is that your final guess? That is my final
1: guess. Yeah, I don't think it'll be much above the five.
0: Okay. Ryan, what's uh, what do you say? Do you say higher or lower,
2: either it, a win
0: or an honourable draw?
2: Was it auction?
0: Uh, this went at auction. Yeah, Joe yeah. Burrow, Prism draft picks, one of one, Black Cracked Ice. There are two black one of ones in this set. There's a Black Cracked Ice and the Black Finite one of one. So, but this is the Black Cracked Ice one, one of one, Joe Burrow, Prism Cracked Ice Auto. How much did this go for at auction? Dan has said $12,000. Is it higher or is it lower than that?
2: I think because the previous card you did, I think somebody literally probably needs a straitjacket for paying that much money. I'm going to go on an auction. I reckon half of Dan. uh, So it's lower, but I'd I'd probably say between five and six.
0: The actual price the one-of-one sold for was six thousand (laughs) three hundred and thirty five dollars which ryan is spot on there (coughs) went for almost half nailed it nailed it the interesting thing that i can tell you here about those last two cards the joe burrow two of five that someone paid ten thousand dollars for sold on the 7th of april which is obviously just after the product released that one of one sold on the 12th of may which was my birthday last week so within a month the price is completely, it's, well, a third off, is You'd expect the prices to be reversed, wouldn't you? You'd expect the one-to-one to go for 10 grand if it was. Well, you should expect any car to go for 10 grand, really, let's be honest. But you'd expect the price to be reversed. So it just shows that, as we said, there is that two- or three-week period when products first come out where people pay absolutely anything to get their hands on the first-numbered, low-numbered rookie card, especially of... Of quarterbacks and such like, so there we go. Ryan has won by a score of five to three, and I'm sure at some point in the near future we will have another uh, pandemic price quiz. So that was good there
2: fun. we go. It was good fun. Well played, then. Yeah, well, well, well played,
0: Ryan. Well done. Round of applause. <laughs> Clap for care in the NHS. Well done, boys. <laughs> Excellent. Right, we will now to our our debate for the evening. One final topic for those of you that that are still awake because you're quarantined at home and you're just listening because you want to get away from the wife and kids or husband and kids or boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever your fancy is. Everything is all good with us. So, right. As we mentioned earlier, there is a good chance that baseball will be the first sport back come June. They're they're talking about it now. Uh, But listening to a couple of podcasts over the last week, there is major unrest uh, not too far in the distance for uh, the MLB. Their CBA expires after this season which is going to be a shortened season no matter what and several well-known uh, baseball journalists are saying that they think there is very little chance of a new CBA being, being agreed without there being uh, some uh, industrial action over the next two years with possibility of maybe even no baseball at all next year due to uh, the players going on strike. If this should happen, what would happen to baseball cards? Would their prices dip and would it see other cards um, from other sports, football, hockey, basketball, would they spike the result or would people still be buying baseball cards? Gentlemen, what do we think? Let's start with the man that definitely might be working at Beckett. Dan, Um, I think the
1: I think that year's product... Could possibly drop um, in terms of sort of series one rookie cards and all of that sort of thing. Because if you do have a strike that lasts any length of time, you might end up with two years worth of rookie cards. Um, because technically, a player is still a rookie until they've played. Thirty odd games, forty games, whatever it is, um, that's what's classed as their rookie season. So, if there was players sort of just knocking about the first team, managed sort of twenty five games and and look good, and then are going to have the rookie season next year, it'd be ne- it'd be that year that the rookie card comes out. If they then don't play, he's still going to have a rookie card the year after because he's still not had his rookie season. So, um, there's a possibility of the, of the current cards would take a nosedive. I think the the, the prospects, the sort of um, draft cards, if you like, um, I think they'd go the opposite way myself. I think they'd go up due to the fact that the, the, the other products going down if you know what I mean so people would just start putting the money in more into the prospect cards rather than the rather than the regular cards um, because the prospect a of, of first Bowman Chrome Auto is still going to be a first Bowman Chrome Auto it doesn't, doesn't matter so much that um, that season hasn't been played if you like they're still going to be that's still going to be their first card um, that, that people run after so
0: but surely that is the point because The card that everyone wants is guys' first Bowman card, and like with Julio Rodriguez, his first Bowman card came out last year. That's card we're talking about. Yeah, last year, two thousand and nineteen season. He's probably not going to play in the majors even if there's no industrial action until end of next year, maybe the year after. So there's still maybe a three year gap before with people's first cards come out of baseball before they play, which is completely different football where the rookies come out and you know they're they're starting for your team. In five six months time, whenever
1: the season starts, yeah, but then you but then baseball also have a rookie card. So whilst you'll get your like I said that your Bowman first, or still, I think they'd see a spike. I think more people would stop chasing. Um, so sort of this this past year, um, you'd have to sort of Pete Rose rookie cards or um, Bobusheh rookie cards. Um, that was this this now would have been their rookie season. So. That's what you. That's that's what you're after. But they would have had their Bowman first three years ago, and um, just the same as just the same as anybody else would. But if you've got a if you if you're going to get them again, then how how valuable is your card? If you know what I mean? If you've got a, a guy whose whose rookie season is going to be next year, and they're going to strike, and you've got a rookie auto from him from that season, I don't know how much value that would hold compared to the person who has a rookie auto the year after in in the year after's product um in the actual season that was his rookie season if you know what I mean it feels like they would hold more value to me but I I to be totally honest I wasn't I wasn't collecting when the last the last time this happened so I couldn't uh, I couldn't say for sure but that's that would be my that would be my take on it the, the Bowman firsts and the sort of prospect cards would spike in the and the regular sort of really seems to think you'd see diminish.
0: Ryan, what do you think would, would happen if, if, uh, if the NFL hadn't struck their CBA earlier in the year? <clears throat> Even now, th- there is a possibility, because there's talk that because there's been no fans in the stands this year, that next year's salary cap is, could possibly drop by about 30 or $40 million. And already there'll be teams that will be up against the cap before of this year's figure. So they're going to have to have to cut players, which could, could possibly lead to, well, industrial action. May, maybe stop this because the players aren't going to be happy. Uh, do you think that would have? This could possibly have a major effect on uh, car prices for the NFL. Uh,
2: well, yes and no. I mean, I think we have to cast our mind back to what to the last MLB lockout um, and what was happening in the industry. It's complete. And normally, you when you look at these things, you look at history, right? Um, but the the card the hobby was in free fall anyway. Ninety four, ninety five. Uh NBA lockout around the same time, right? So the, the hobby was in this like free fall anyway. Um and then when the ninety four postseason ninety five season is that right, Dan? I can't remember. It, like literally the ass just fell out the whole the whole thing and the hobby just fell apart and that's pretty much was the end of the 1980s you know the 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 whole um, when when hobby collecting was at its height um when maybe a slightly different age now would it would would a, would mlb or a baseball card collecting be that affected it might be i think if it the, the issue is is if you're not on tv and you're not in the media all the time and those rookies are not then it does affect the collecting market because let's say there was no football but i was really wanting to do cards then i might go and have a quick look at baseball or basketball right so i think that's what's happened previously after the last lockout was that people went from baseball to basketball and then to nfl um so potentially if you have a lockout i think it probably would massively impact potentially the the product um because people will probably move in terms of prospecting from one sport potentially to another sport and one of those sports will 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 make up the difference like basketball for example so if there was no nfl basketball probably would be and if there was no mlb basketball probably will make up the um make up the footfall people will go collect something somewhere else and we've already talked about it a million times and we'll continue to do because it's a real hot topic but prospecting now is so big it's why the box prices of these these boxes that we've talked about are so high um because people want to get those those big hits they want to get the joe burrows this year they want to get um uh the guys those big top guys in baseball i don't know uh, and basketball zyle yeah right so zyle. But, but, but yeah <laughs> but that's why the boxes are, the box prices are so high because people are willing actually to pay it if they weren't willing to pay it then it'd be a different story because they're chasing and prospecting on those rookie cards if you don't have a season that massively affects the marketing ability of those rookies um, in the marketplace and therefore if I'm collecting baseball I may as well go and prospect in basketball or might do that in NFL. Or, but the NFL market is quite high um, so I think it swings and roundabouts but I think it does massively affect uh, not to the dramatic effect it did in the mid 90s where it literally killed off the hobby um, for baseball but, but certainly it will have an effect
0: I think every market's high at the moment even with no sports going on Listening to uh, Mojo's podcast from earlier uh, in the week today, driving home from work, they were saying that Mosaic Basketball, which is the only uh, sports product that's released in the last three or four weeks, that came out last week, I think that was that had been printed pre uh, pre to the presses shutting down in, in Texas before the pandemic hit and there was the stay at home orders. <clears throat> the original uh, sell sheet price that they had that was gonna, coming out at one hundred and twenty dollars a box. And now that is going on the dealer-to-dealer site where basically the yeah the dealers sell to other dealers, obviously. Uh, that's now going for $800 a box. Now, <laughs> it's a big leap from $120 to $800 for a box. And they're saying, well, the product's actually pretty crap. But it's all that's out there. So people are just salivating over products at the moment, which means they're working out that every base card in there is worth $8 a time. And so people that normally just get rid of base cards and say oh 50 base cards from mosaic for for ten dollars now people who want to earn their money back so it's going to be just crazy dan have you ever known a product to to increase by well, seven times in a couple of weeks
1: <laughs> no <laughs> no i mean to touch on what what um ryan was um pointing out in terms of the, the strike the, sh- the strike wasn't the only factor that sort of brought down the hobby. I mean, the, the, the hobby sort of brought itself down as well at that time, didn't it? With the with the sort of overproduction. Um, you know, I, I, look at, I look at other stuff and I've shown you that box of the, the baseball cards I've picked up this week. Um, and I, there's 1,200 baseball cards there and I'm probably slinging away <laughs> at least. 1,150 of them, they're, they're just junk wax, if you know what I mean, from the 90s. Nobody cares, nobody wants them. Um, make some interesting filler cards when I post some stuff out and that'll be that. Um, and that, that's where the hobby got itself into with the, with the overproduction. Um, I think with things being sort of numbered now and a lot more limited, you don't tend to – you're not going to see that sort of that sort of overproduction. But obviously, it has to have, it has to have some knock-on effect. Um, however, I would be confident, looking at this, the things I've been reading about baseball this season, that you'll get a CBA done. Because I can't see the owners having lost as much money as they're losing this season, game on game, that they're missing out on wanting to repeat that process for a second year running. I just don't see that happening at all, and I think it will virtually be a case of whatever the players want, <laughs> they're going to take it because otherwise they're not getting any money at all again for another year, which is just which would just be crazy.
0: But why would the owners the owners can outlast surely outlast them because the players need money. Baseball contracts are, are fully guaranteed, aren't they? So unlike NFL contracts, which are a lot of sort of smoke and mirrors when an NFL contract is, is published, baseball contracts are fully guaranteed. I think their yeah. argument at the moment about the shortened season is where it can be pro-rata. So if you're on $20 million for this season, if it's only half a season, you're only getting half. But there's, again, people are arguing. And, it, and it, it's only that the, the top echelons, the top 2 3% of, of MLB that are earning that sort of money, most of them are, are just journeyman players who are saying, well... I'm, a, I'm earning next to nothing. I'm earning... Are you aware what, what the minimum salary is in baseball, Dan? I'm, I'm the sure minimum there
1: salary, the minimums, there is one, yeah, and it's quite, it's quite low. Um, for, the, for the people that aren't sort of making rosters that are dropped down to um, minor league teams, it's, it's like a salary that we'd be on.
0: <clears throat> exactly. It's, and you're,
1: no, it's not anything special.
0: No. And you're, you're travelling around, you're away from your families and such like, and they say that you are putting yourself at, at risk of, of the coronavirus. Well, well, yeah, I, I have basically every day for the last ten weeks. I'm still here. I'm not getting paid. You know what I mean, that sort yeah. that sort of money, you know. So it's, God, I the use. It is what it is. But it is. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> it's, it's your job. You want to protect your family. You want to do it. And I know that the MLB owners are, are trying to uh, force the players to come back by saying. It's America's game. You need to boost the entire uh, country and give, give the whole country a lift. And the players are pushing back. So it's certainly be interesting. Uh, but from, from a car perspective, you're saying that if there's no sports, that cars, uh, they might stagnate a bit. But we're, see, we're seeing now that there's no sports on and every car price is going through the roof. Will that last? I don't know. Like the Julio Rodriguez that you guys uh, tried to put a price on earlier. I've got his first Bowman. Uh, You guys are well. I've got a couple of those back in November, December time, off season for baseball. Off season starts uh, every October for the Mariners. But I got two (laughs) two of his PSA tens, first Bowman cards. I got them for like thirty one, thirty two dollars a pop now. And I, out of curiosity, during the week, just logged on to see what they've been going for. Obviously, there's been no, there's been no. We've had a couple of weeks of spring training. There's going to be no minor league baseball this year at all, and those cards are now selling for sixty-five, seventy dollars a time. So, should be a good, lo- good long-term investment. But it's to me, it's, it's bizarre that maybe it is all this, all these people who were saying uh, I think it was off-air before we, we came on here. It all blurs into one really. That a lot of people are getting stimulus checks out in the states, and they're getting twelve hundred dollars, and people are appearing on card groups saying, "My stimulus checks here." Show me what card you've got for seven dollars $800. Is that responsible? Some would say no, but all three of us agree that we'd probably do the same if we got $1,200 <laughs> from, from the government. We'd be blowing money on uh, certain cards. So, but anyway, it's certainly been a very interesting time, the hobby. The hobby has just exploded the last six months, the way prices have gone through the roof for boxes and for single cards now. You used to be able to pick up a, a run-of-the-mill flawless auto from 16, 17 uh, season for about $25, numbered out of 15, numbered out of 20. Now those cards, even just run-of-the-mill ones, are going for about $85, $90 a time. You just can't pick up a flawless auto for love nor money for under 100 bucks, really. Do we think that the, the bubble's going to burst in the hobby sooner or later? Ryan, what do you think on that one?
2: Um... I think it's inevitable, but at some point it does, that the the bubble does burst, Um, but it might be, but I I don't know when, (laughs) it's inevitable it would, but I have no idea when, it could just keep going and keep going, and I had a thought about this this week, we did the big breakers stuff, and um, obviously it was just a slightly disappointing season for us, but I thought this might be the only way that I might have a chance at a big card in the future by grouping together with other people because the prices of product will just continue to spiral upwards. Um, so that's just a thought that, that I've been having this week.
0: Dan, when do you think the bubble will burst if at all?
2: I, uh, I, I do I, I agree with
1: Ryan. I, I think it has to. I think the interesting thing about the bubble is that with how The prices are inflated. There's going to be some people getting stuck with stuff that they can't shift. The bubble doesn't seem to be particularly being pushed by Panini. Yes, they're putting prices up in terms of RRPs and what they're selling to suppliers and what have you. But it's it's after the fact. So if Mojo were first getting them Mosaic cards for $120 and now have to pay $800 for them, it's those guys that are going to end up getting stuck with them because at some point there's no way the hobby can keep supporting that. It will at the minute. Like you say, people are bored. It's the only product out. People have got money to burn through the stimulus checks and whatever else. But for me, the hobby can't continue to to fund that sort of that sort of price hike, that sort of markup from producer to 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 the a secondary sale, if you like, it's just not, just doesn't seem feasible.
0: I think the guys from Mojo were saying that they had Mosaic up; that they've broken a couple of cases last week. They had the Pelicans, obviously, whose I am for. They had him for a case of Mosaic at five hundred dollars, which they thought was quite expensive, but that's the price that they they kind of were charging for. To, to make a little bit of profit on, on what they, uh, what they paid for, for their allocation that went out. But they were looking up and they saw that in another, in an eBay breaker, case break, again, for the Pelicans, went to auction. And for the Pelicans, someone paid $2,900. Wow. Which is, yeah. Yeah. They were all right. Standard as well. Wow. It's like, wow, $3,000. What are you hoping to hit? It's not <laughs> design. Concept, see what I mean? If you hit the one of one, you're that's a huge gamble, isn't it? Yeah, that's 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 what you're
1: gambling on into. That's what you're gambling on, the one of one. That's like give or take, it's pretty much the only way you're getting your money back. There's about there's about well, there's probably about sixteen cards. You could probably get the to ten, the to five, or the one of one, and you get your money back. But there's sixteen cards in a whole product, and that's the only way you get your money back on that.
0: And there's about a hundred and 1020 cards per box yeah and blimey there's probably about 5000 cases that made of that so what? what's 5000 times 100 was it 5 million maybe so, and how many boxes
1: in a case Uh,
0: 12 so 1200 cards 1200 cards times 5000 yeah yeah nice. which is, <laughs> Let's not, let's not do podcast maths without having to take things off the screen so that is man alive you, you're better off just going down a casino and just whack it all on a, a number and might get a little bit more for, you, for your money out of that because that's bizarre
1: stick it all on black and see what happens
0: hey stick go to Vegas and spend it on cocaine and hookers only joking <laughs> kids we would do that it <laughs> would <but> anyway <laughs> At least you'd have something to remember it by, because the the chances of yeah, hope you're not an STD though. The chances of hitting one of those five or six cards you'll get your money back on are next to nothing. But obviously, it's going to be someone that has got a shitload of money tucked away, lots of disposable income. Probably someone like Ryan himself, or maybe uh, Rich Budden, (laughs) but (laughs) could be. Anyway, that's just absolutely bizarre. Bonkers. Right then, gentlemen, I think we've been going for about an hour or so now, so probably time to pull the plug on episode 21. Hope you guys at home have enjoyed it. If it's anything you'd like us to cover, any topics, if you want us to do more quizzes, if you don't want us to do it, if you want signed pictures of Dan or me or Ryan, feel free to ask. They'll be available for a very small price, but they will come. Hand autograph, we can also get them graded if you want.
2: In
0: a, uh, in, a mag, in a mag. In a, in a mag. <laughs> sleeves as well. Make sure they'll be <laughs> sleeved. Without a doubt, that's all going to be good. Uh, we'll all go have Dan's uh, parallel pajama set. We'll be in different color pajamas, so you can do the rainbow. The Dan Hewitt <laughs> pajama rainbow. And uh, you've completed the rainbow with all nine sets of Dan's pajamas. You can probably set it back to him for about £12,000. He's got no <laughs> idea about prices of cards, as we found out. <laughs> right then always a pleasure gentlemen any final words
2: Nah, just absolute cracking uh happy collecting everybody thanks for listening guys
0: job done we'll see you back in a couple of weeks time with episode 22